Anthony Wade of 828 Ministries and I get together to have a vigorous discussion on Christian conscience and where that all lies in relation to our politics and culture. This is Matthew Garnett. Welcome to In Layman's Terms. If we spent more time saving the woman, she'll save the child. But instead, we want to force our beliefs on people and have them basically never come to salvation at all. Before we get to the podcast this week, just want to do a bit of housekeeping here. Uh, as you may have noticed, if you've been to laymanstermsradio.org lately, we've got a brand new website. And when you go there, the first page you'll see is this donate page. Don't be afraid. If you still want the podcast for free, you can still get it. And I'll let you know about that. And here's how it kind of works. I put that page up there just to kind of make people more aware of the fact that we're raising money for the Kenya Well Project. And what I'd like you folks to do is if you enjoy the podcast uh, and you're going to listen to a podcast, just make a $5 donation. Bam, right there. Listen to the podcast. Enjoy. And there you go. Um, or you can make a $10 donation. And I think I put up one for, for 15 as well. Uh, if you scroll on down, you can continue listening for free, and that's perfectly fine. Um, you can also go to our, uh, our sister website, which is themessedupchurch.com and find uh, our our uh, podcast for free there as well. So that's kind of how things are going to go for a while, and we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I may end up you know, shuffling that around, but just trying to get the awareness of the fact that we're raising money for this Kenya Well project. You know, again, we kind of go in fits and starts. It goes really well for, for some time and then kind of drops off. But this is just kind of a, yeah, it's a, it's a gimmick. <laughs> Perhaps you could put it that way. Uh, but it's, it's a gimmick for a good cause. You know, we're, we're really trying to get this in front of people uh, because we want uh, everybody who possibly can in any way they can uh, to donate to this. And, and if you think about it, you, you know, if a hundred of you, let's just say, to, to put it uh, modestly, listen to the podcast and you donate $5, that's $500 right there. Yep. Uh, that, that's why I'm confident that if we all kind of got our heads together on this, we could raise the money for this well very, very easily. And if a hundred of you gave $10, you know, that's a thousand dollars. So it's uh, you know, simple math. And I would hope that if you are uh, learning from the podcast, getting things out of it again, I, I do this mostly for me. <laughs> so, so it keeps me, uh, keeps me sharp. Uh, but there are some of you out there that, uh, this is helpful to you and uh and you just you like me for whatever reason you may not even enjoy the podcast necessarily you just want to support me and and this sort of thing that's the way you can do it right there just uh just when you hit that splash page just donate five bucks ten bucks fifteen bucks and uh you know if we, you know a hundred of a hundred of you that that listen to it do that man we're you know we, we've got a big donation right there so it's that's a uh, i think a pretty good way we can we can donate so i would really encourage you to do that it's very easy to do. It just takes a couple of minutes on PayPal to donate five, ten, or fifteen dollars. And and again, if not, just scroll on down, and listen to the podcast, or go to themessedupchurch dot com and, and listen to the podcast there for free as well. Very appreciate appreciative to uh, Steve Kozar who has made us a partner on the the Messed Up Church. We're really excited about what's going on there, and that's where I'm getting uh, my interview from today, which is Anthony Wade of Eight Two Eight Ministries. And uh, we we uh, had we, we did a live stream. You know, this is kind of how things are going. We're doing a live stream. We put stuff up on YouTube, and then we we break it all down to you know the more interesting parts of of our live stream. And we got into a very vigorous discussion about 
you know, whether uh, it's it's okay for a, a, a Christian business person to to participate in a, a same-sex wedding. Particularly, we got into the whole cake baking uh, debate, which which was really interesting. He had some some points that made me think, and hopefully, I had some points that made him think. But uh, the the real bottom line here is it, that the thing that I'm not willing to give up on, and I hope I never give up on, is 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 honest conversation, good faith conversation on these things. These things and. Anthony and I had a very good faith conversation. He was coming from a place where he wanted to see uh, the the gospel of Christ uh, put forward in the best way we poss- possibly can, and, and the same thing with me. Uh, you know, we just came from two different perspectives on this, and you know, one of us is right and one of us is wrong, and you can be the judge of that. But uh, but the idea is, I think we get more out of. I think the the, the church. Uh, is strengthened by this kind of conversation where we can have good good faith conversations about difficult issues and we don't walk, walk away mad at each other. We can still be friends. We can still discuss these things. And I think that's very, very important in our day and time. And the more of us that don't give up on that kind of civil discourse uh, among us, you know, that's that's what's going to end up uh, winning the day and forwarding the cause of Christ ultimately is these kinds of these kinds of conversations. And they're, they're, again, they're difficult to have. Uh, because you, you come from two different perspectives, and that's one thing you have to learn when you're discussing an issue with somebody is you, what you really want to get down to is is the per, is what perspective is this person coming from on on what foundation are they are they basing their arguments now um, if if I have it right, hopefully I, I do. Um, you know, Ant, you know, Anthony is uh, is is coming from a, a perspective of the the way the gospel is, is promulgated is by you know, not so not being so um, steeped in our our values that it, it causes us to get ugly, because there's, it's one thing to to stick to your values and to stand up for them, which which you should do, uh, and and it's another thing to get ugly about them. Uh, there's there's a difference there, and there's been some situations where uh, you know our values have been upheld in a, in a hypocritical way, where they where it's been done just to garner fame or uh, you know attention and these sorts of things, kind of in our you know social media want to be famous type type of world. That's kind of how things go. I get caught up in that. People get caught up in that, and when you, we start getting some attention, then you know uh, the whole idea you know if it, if it bleeds, it leads kind of takes over, and and you try to make something more controversial than it really has to be. And then that's when we start really having, you know, bad faith discussions where, you know, at the end of the day, we're just going to, the the logical end of that is we line up with muskets and we go to war there where we, where we just finally give up on, on discourse and say, well, we, we can't talk to these people. We've talked to them and talked to them and talked to them and we can't come to a resolution. So we have to give up on talking to them and, and make enemies out of them. And I'm, I'm not, ready to go there. I, I still think we can win hearts and minds with our ideas. Um, there are some people that have to be defeated. I'll, I'll grant you that. But I think those are very few and far between. I think for the most part, uh, what what drives a lot of this, and Joy and I talked about this uh, last week, and we're going to have another segment of uh, Joy Pullman on uh, here, in, here in the future. So if you enjoyed that, don't despair. We'll we'll have Joy back. I'm just kind of mixing, mixing and matching here, as, as you know. But <clears throat> the idea is that the, the media kind of drives this, you know, our popular cultural kind of drives this this idea that there are these two polarized sides, and that's the vast majority of the situation. And I don't think that's true. I, I think that the vast majority of people are still able to have good faith conversations. There are situations where we have certain politicians you know, who really can't have good faith conversations. They're on completely opposite sides, and there are certain people that do have to be uh, defeated politically. 
that, that do have to be turned away from from infiltrating the church, these sorts of things. That has to happen, but I think that's rare. And I think when we watch, when when you know, you're someone like me who drives trucks and all day long, all you do is listen to this stuff. It sounds like the majority of people you're going to run into out there that you disagree with is somebody that has to be defeated. And I just simply do not think that's true. I, I think that's true in very very rare cases. I think we've got uh, factions on both sides of the equation that have very loud voices that you know really can't be conversed with in a way. That is in good faith, but I think that's rare. I think most of the time you're going to run into people that are willing to have genuine conversations with you, civil debate, and that's that's the presupposition we should approach each conversation with and not be swayed by our culture and the media, but be held captive by, by God's word to say that we don't we don't prejudge people. We're not prejudiced. We're not going to say, oh, because you disagree with me on this issue, then we're going to assume that you're one of those people arguing in bad faith. And so that's really what I want you to take away from this discussion to see how uh, how a, a civil discourse is held. And then, of course, you know, uh, think through the issue yourself, you know, is uh, is participating in a same sex wedding in, in a way such as baking a cake for it or taking pictures of it. Is that being complicit in sin? And really, that you know, as far as that part of the debate goes, that's really what Anthony and I, Anthony and I discuss. And again, the, the more basic factor of having a good faith discussion, because I think the more this we do, it may not seem like we're getting anywhere, but we, but we really are. I mean, I will admit that, that Anthony uh, brought several things up to me that I hadn't thought about. You know, this happens to me with, with issues of race, issues of, you know, of culture and, and so on and so forth. And you, uh, when you have these discussions, then, then uh, you refine your arguments, your arguments may get better. You may change your mind on something, but I think that happens every time we have these sorts of conversations. All right. So anyway, there's that. Uh, also want to give a shout out in addition to uh, say, uh, talking about the new website and the, the donation options there for the Kenya Well Project. Want to say hello to everyone listening on KNA The Cross in Nebraska. Thank you guys for listening. And yeah, we've got Anthony Wade this this week of 828 Ministries. You can check out his website at 828ministries.com. He's got some some blog posts there. He, he addresses uh, most of the charismania that's going on in our culture, and I'd encourage you to check him out. But here we go with our discussion on uh, Christian cake bakers and being complicit in sin and the idea of having a good faith conversation. Enjoy. It's, it's so amusing to me that Christians r- uh, will, will run to, def- uh, to use the Romans verses about the law to, uh, to, to stand up for, let's say, uh, the immigration mess at the border. Or, or, oh, well, we're Christians and we believe in the law. Well, then why don't you believe in abortion? That's the law. Because you, you know that law is wrong. Right? Well, it... It said that you cannot discriminate based upon that. And that's exactly what the baker did. So if you're so righteous, they'd close your shop up. Or better yet, all they have to really do is stop making uh, wedding cakes. Uh... Mm. Uh, so th- yeah, that's there's a lot there. Um, I think that there's there's a point at which, and I don't I don't know if if we can clearly define this, but where um, where we're where we're commanded to fo- follow God's commands and not and not man's. That's what I'm, uh, I'm trying to say is, what is important in this situation? Do you honestly believe that Jesus Christ would not bake the cake? Because if you do, I just suggest you reread the Gospels. 
I, I, I don't see that. I see him. I, I see him saying, "Go and sin no more." I, 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 I would see him confronting them, but at the same time, I, I can't imagine he would sit there and go, I, I, out of out of literal spite, "I'm not going to make you. I'm not going to make you the cake." Even though I'm going to make our religious convictions are about our lives, not about their lives. The notion that somehow I partake in your sin by baking you a cake is absurd. That you're going to stand before Christ and he's going to go, I'd like to let you into heaven, but you baked that cake for the gay couple. Well, I don't think I don't think they think of it that way. Uh, I really don't. Baker thought that way. That's what he said. He said, if I did this, I would be partaking in their sin. Believe me, I wrote about it. I, 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 I researched it. OK, well, um. And I and I, and I'm not so sure that that there's a, there's a, a clear distinction that can, can be drawn there in the sense of, you know, again, I, I used to work with uh, with addicts, and we used to talk about enabling, enabling, enabling. Can I say this? Um, enabling people in in their sin. Um, so, what one thing we used to say is if if we had if we had a heroin addict who was back out on the streets, and they came to your door. Don't even give them a cold cup of water. Um, so there's a sense in which I see how this would violate a person's conscience to say, I, I can't in good conscience do this because I believe I'm enabling your sin. Um, I, I can I can track with that logic. Um, now, if the person was... Please, come on. It's a cake. Hey, but... Correct? The marriage, the marriage has nothing to do with anything. The sin is the act, right? Okay, so the baking of the cake has nothing to do with the sin. It assumes that they're going to consummate the marriage, right? Um, which is, if I had someone who was a heroin addict come to me and say, hey, I'm gonna, I've just decided I'm going to be a heroin addict the rest of my life, and... I, I want you. I want you to. I want you. I want you to help me celebrate that. I, I would be like, no, I'm not. I'm not going to help you celebrate that. First of all, uh, under, under the law in Oregon, being a heroin addict is not a protected class. So, so you, so the baker would be allowed to say no. <laughs> okay, but what if what if heroin addiction, which it's not far from that actually, from what I understand in Oregon. I've got needle sharing situations. Um, if it was a protected class, if they said, you know, um, you, this is what you, this is what you have to do. Uh, see, I, I, I guess what I'm saying is, is that I don't think it's a far stretch to imagine a situation where the government would come in, you know, say that all the 501c3s are gone. The churches are on their own. There's no more tax breaks for them. I can't imagine. A, I could imagine a situation very easily where the government would come in and say, "If you're going to be a church in this country, you have to perform same-sex weddings, or we will confiscate your land and disband your church." Uh, you know, what's the what's the move? That, oh yeah, absolutely. When, when did we move to China? Uh, the government can't, can't come in and confiscate your land. What? Well, well, but they can cut, but. I mean, think of some of the, the there's a photographer. I remember the one in New Mexico where they ran him out of business um, through a lawsuit. That, that's that's completely different. Uh, what, what you said was that the government is going to say, 
do this or I take your land. There's no way that's ever happening in this country. And if it did, if it does, the least of our problems is going to be same-sex marriage. You cannot be forced to give up life, liberty, or property. That's that's the, the whole underpinning of the Constitution. Okay, but but I think what just as an additional, just one other point. <clears throat> Outside the five hundred and three C status, get out of the business of 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 the secular side of marriage. Okay. So the, the church does not have to be in bed with the state. Because let's be fair, the state portion of the marriage is only for things like, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, your identification and uh, in case you get divorced and um, stuff like that. The church side of it, the spiritual side of the, of the, uh, the marriage has nothing to do with the state. Nothing. Well, it, de- it definitely doesn't anymore. Yeah. I... By the government. To, to, to do the spiritual side of the service for a homosexual couple. And I might, even if somehow they were, I, I, listen, the Bible says we're going to be persecuted. That's what it says. It doesn't say take to the streets with torches. It doesn't say conquer the cultural seven mountains. It says, it says give them your tunic. That's what the Bible says. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I, that's the thing is you've got a private business and you've got the government coming in and saying what the private business can and can't do. That's that's the situation. Right. That's the situation you have now. And again, I don't think it's a far stretch to think that if churches are privatized, there's there's no more government benefit to them at all, that they would say, OK, you're you're a private business. Sure. Uh, but we have a law here in the United States that you can't discriminate based on sexual orientation, and you not performing the same-sex wed- wedding is a violation of that law, and we're going to take you to court over it. I don't. I I, I see a direct connection between the two. Um, and so, so, what is your solution to that in that scenario? Well, I, my solution to it is you, you don't stand for it. You say the, the commands of God are higher than the commands of men, and we're not going to be compulsed to participate in something that we deem to be sinful. I, I think that's, that's, that's the biblical answer. Church, ergo, the church would get shut down. Well, I think so. I, if the government came in and did that, yeah. I mean, that's persecution right there. Yeah, we would have, we'd have to go underground. <laughs> I, I would agree with you with that. Um, and maybe you end up going underground, uh, which I think wouldn't be, wouldn't be surprising in the end times, uh, that that's what's going to end up happening to truly persecute a church, because right now the church is not persecuted, um, uh, at least not in this country. Uh, in other countries it is. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I'm going to agree with that. I think that if – I don't, I, I don't share your apocalyptic view of, of Constitution is heading because a baker was asked to bake a cake when he's a baker. I mean, I can understand if, like, I can understand if the government came into, like, a shoemaker shop and said, you better bake this guy a cake. That would make no sense to me. But a baker, eh, you know, if, if, if that's who your job is, and here's the big thing. If you're so against it, move. Go, go down south. Why are you living in Oregon? Well, I could, you know, again. It, you were worried about, about your, the education of your children, and you left New York. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. So, I, I mean, I think that's that's still an option at this point. But but really, I think what what the whole 
uh, argument that I'm coming from is really driving at it's it's the principle of the thing. It's not so much the yeah the bake the cake you know it's, it seems like such a a, a small thing, uh, but but behind it is the principle of the thing, and and I and again I see a direct correlation to say that hey the church is in the in the business of marrying people, um, and if you don't want to be in that business this is this is who we marry in this country we marry gay people, and if you don't want to be in that business, get out of the business. <laughs> the church the church is in the business of the gospel, nothing else. Nothing else. I'm sorry. So what I'm saying is this, is that I understand your argument, the argument that you're making for the Baker and for Kim Davis are cultural arguments. They are the arguments of the NAR. They are the arguments that say we need to push back and take back our country, which it never was a Christian nation to begin with. I used to teach American history. Uh, We need to influence the culture with our beliefs because we believe our beliefs are better. Okay? And the reality is, is was the cause of Christ furthered by the stance of the baker? And the only answer is no, it was not. And was the cause of Christ furthered by, by Kim Davis's ridiculous prohibition? And the answer is no, it was not. I'm sorry. But no, if anything, it pushed people further away from Christ who were not saved, because, especially the Kim Davis thing, because they, they just saw the, the rank hypocrisy. Yeah, I'm, I'm not necessarily defending the individuals. What I'm defending is the principle of it, and I'm not defending the principle of it with the with the end game of transforming the culture. That's not the point. Uh, the The point is defending the church, um, defending what the church believes, what values we hold. Um, I, I realize that the Baker situation in Colorado or Oregon, or the photographer situation in New Mexico, or the Kim Davis situation isn't making the church more popular. It's not making more people stand up and say, yes, that's what I want to be a part of. Um, I, I realize that. Um, but that's that's where things are dicey right now. See, and this is an okay agreement between brothers. This is good, good discussion. Um, because where do, you draw, where do you draw that line where you say, okay, we have to stand here. We, you know, we're not, you know, we're not trying, we're not asking you people to adopt our values, we're not doing anything else, but we are going to hold these values. Um, you know, I, I think there's a place for that. I hate to I hate to break this to you, but <clears throat> when the secular law says that they are a protected class that cannot be discriminated against, and you go ahead and discriminate against them, you are forcing your beliefs on on them. Uh, whether you like it, you chose that line of work. You chose that business. So when the when the couple comes in and says, "I want a cake," now, in other words, if they wanted something like you know obscene, you know, on the cake or something like that, I think that you have a, a righteous stand to say, you know. But but I think that you would make that same stand if it was a heterosexual couple. That's the point: is that you're not discriminating. So again, I, I, my my the work of discernment is always. With, with the primary focus of the cause of Christ and the, the cause of the gospel. And the, and the reality is, is that when you're fighting over the table scraps of the world, and by the way, it's only a scheme of the enemy to get the people in the church to believe that their enemy is the people who need the gospel the most. That's what these, that's what incidents like these do is that and you may not, again, brother, maybe not you, I'm not saying you, but the bottom line is the people who rally to the side of the baker, and I, I believe me, I debated them for six months. They, they were so vicious and so angry 
at, at people who are, are, you may as well view them as being blind. They're walking in complete darkness. I remember what that darkness was. And the arrogance of Christianity, uh, of American Christianity, is when you forget where God found you. Well, and I, yeah, I mean, I think there's something to be said for that. I think there is definitely a vitriol that that Christians seem to pursue these issues with that is very distasteful and very unchristian. Um, I, I'll agree with you there. You know that the baker published the, uh, the 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 address and phone number of the gay couple on Facebook uh, in Oregon. Well, that's wrong. That's sinful. He's doxing people. That's, you know, that's wrong on some. He pulled it. He apologized. But <laughs> I swear they, 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 they are, uh, you know, or they see the, the nonsense we talked about earlier. Who I agree with you. We never bring up any of these subjects in their sermons. Um, or they're seeing self-righteous Christians who are essentially saying, I believe this. Screw you. Well, right, and that's 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 not that is simple behavior. I'll I'll agree. It that should not be happening. In fairness to the baker, he didn't really say that. He he he, he tried to sound very measured. He said, "Listen, I, I, they apparently were regular customers of his, and he had, he had sold them plenty of things in the past. He just felt that this crossed a certain line. And I and I believe if you, if you go back and read the, my sinners in the hands of an angry baker." Uh, the, the point that I get to is that is, is I felt bad for the baker because he's been taught so poorly in the American church that he would think that this is a righteous stand to vilify people who need the gospel. That's that's what my that's where my anger is, is that he is that he believes that he's right and he's not. Uh, the, the Kim Davis believes that she's right. She's not. I don't want to hear about culture. This world, this world, this country is the Titanic. It has hit the iceberg and it is going down. There's only one lifeboat. His name is Jesus. We have one job, and that's to point people to the lifeboat. And instead, we want to argue over who's best to drive the ship into its icy grave. Well, I, yeah, I don't. Uh, so, so the, I think there's a couple things going on here to, to make distinctions with. I think there, there's the principle of the thing. And then there's the way people handle the principle. And um, on, on the one hand, there, there are people who feel like their, their religious liberty rights are being violated, that they're being asked to violate their conscience, um, and they're reacting to that. Um, and they're reacting poorly in many cases, and that's not good. So I think we can make, make a separation between the two things. I, I, I would disagree with the premise, uh... I don't. I don't see how that baker's comes violated. I don't see um, uh, how he was asked to violate anything. He was asked to do his job. He's a baker. He was asked to bake a cake. That was his job. If we're if we're disagreeing on the principle of the thing, okay, that's 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 an issue because again, I mean, kind of as you mentioned, if somebody came in, you know, heterosexual, homosexual, and asked you to do something obscene with a cake, that if I were a baker and I was asked to make a, a cake. For a gay wedding, that in and of itself would be obscene. You see what I'm saying? I, I understand that you might have that view. I'm saying that view is not biblical. It's just not. It, it, again, the, the 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 Bible is not meant to be a blunt object that we slap people over the head with. 
It is a two-edged sword because it cuts back against our own sin when we're so busy to point out somebody else's. So what I'm saying is this, is that the, the reality that this couple is living in, in, in sin <clears throat> is not helped by, by refusing to provide a service that you provide to the community. It's just not. The cause of Christ is not furthered. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I just, I, I again, we, at the end of the day, by the way, we, we may simply disagree. Uh, there were, there were plenty, of, there were plenty of people who disagreed with me. So uh, the example I give is, <clears throat> I have a friend who's a, a lesbian and, um, and years ago before marriage was legalized, uh, she asked me to go to her civil servant, civil ceremony, whatever, commitment ceremony. Uh, and I said, yes, you know. And uh, and she said, uh, wow, I'm surprised that you're going because I know that you believe that I'm going to hell because I'm gay. And I said, you know, you're not going to hell because you're gay. You're going to hell because you're separated from God. And if you had ever solved that problem, God would solve a gay problem. And I, the reality is, is that I believe that God will break through in her life someday. And I don't want every memory she has of every Christian turning their back on her. And I'll be honest, I caught, I caught a lot of flack from a lot of people in the church that they thought that my attending the ceremony alone is condoning the marriage or the relationship. And I'm like, that's absurd. Uh, now, when I was at the ceremony, she asked if I could say a toast. And I looked at her and I said, now you know that I can't do that. And she had no problem. She had no problem with that. Yeah, well, and see, that's that. I would draw a, a, direct, <clears throat> a direct correlation to you know, saying a toast at a wedding to, to baking a cake for, for that wedding. Um, you know, and again, I think I think that in good in Christian and here's here's where I, I mean I would allow for for your for your position on this. If you were if you were a cake baker, you would have no problem baking a cake. Fine. Um, however, I think okay. That is, if it really bothered me, then I would have to either stop making wedding cakes for everybody, or find another line of work or move out of the state. Those 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 are the righteous options. Uh, making a national scene, collecting five hundred thousand dollars in donations, and playing the, the martyr and the victim while the cause of Christ suffers—that's not a righteous uh, 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 thing to do, in my opinion, at all. It is it, let me try this way: if the guy was a baker by profession, but didn't actually own a bakery, and this couple came to his house and said, "I understand that you are a baker. We would like you to bake a cake for our gay wedding," and he said, "No." He would have every right to say no. However, he was a baker. He owned a business. The business has laws. It has rules. And I might add, if you really think the law is not fair, then you change the law. You try to elect people that believe what you believe so that maybe you can get it. Or or, or you fight it. I mean, you, you end up fighting it in the courts like he did. Uh, I believe he lost the case uh, in Oregon uh, because their, their judiciary was, was very liberal, whereas the Colorado guy recently won. Uh, yeah, he was being targeted, which, by the way, I would not agree with. If the couple specifically went into the bakery for the sole purpose of putting him on the spot because they knew he was Christian, that's just as wrong. Yeah, well, his his went to the Supreme Court, um, and had the had the had, yeah had the had the court been composed differently, <laughs> we we may have a uh, a new edict brought down on high from us uh, on on that issue. Um, yeah. I, if I were in that position, if I was a photographer, a, you know, a, a Christian baker, whatever, I I would believe that I would be doing a disservice to the people to say I'm I'm going to agree to this. 
And therefore, I would, I would put it in the category of sin. I would say that, that would be a sin to do that. It would be a sin for me to participate in your wedding. That, that's how I understand um, what, what Scripture calls us to. Honestly, believe that you're going to stand before Christ and have to answer for other people's sins? Because if so, I'm in a lot of trouble. I got no trouble answering for my own sins. I don't, I don't want to. If I um, if I tell if I tell somebody that it's that it's okay to commit adultery on, you know, well, what I'm doing is in, what. See, the way I'd view that is I'm I'm endorsing the sin. I'm I'm saying it's it's okay for you to sin this way, uh, and and that's you, you're you're so it's a it's a complicity in sin. That's how I would view it. And I think I think that would have been an opportunity for the gospel. I think all these things are opportunities for the gospel. I think we miss those opportunities. I'll agree with that, with the way we behave. But but I think that when when we're confronted with a situation like that, I think we can say, look, here, here's what I believe about what you're getting ready to engage in. Um, I don't think it's good for you. Um, I, I I think that it's it's going to lead you to a place that's that's not going to uh, cause flourishing in your life. Um, and I think there's a better way to, to live life. Um, and so I love you. And, and the only reason I, I'm not going to participate in this is because I believe what you're doing is a sin and I don't want to be complicit in that. Instead, what I wanted to is what I want to do is point you to Christ, the one who could, you know, I think there's ways to, to, to do that um, w- without saying, well, if I don't go to the person's wedding, then, you know, then you're, you're fearful that, um, that, you, that they feel like that that you're turning your back on it. I don't think it has to be that situation. I think it has to do with living out uh, uh, your Christianity as Christ would. If you think for a second, Christ wouldn't go to that ceremony. That's ridiculous. Of course he would. See, I'm not so sure because I don't, I don't think you could point to a time in, in Christ's ministry where he was, com- where he was complicit in sin. Well, you, you keep saying that. And I know that you believe that. I don't. Uh, obviously I don't. I, I, I think it's absurd to believe that you can be complicit in somebody else's sin. That's absurd. That means that you will answer one day, not only for your own sins, but for all the other sins that you may not even realize that you are complicit in. That's ridiculous. Um, well, I might add that we get back to the other point, which is that the ceremony is not a sin. So, you know, if I got into bed with the two of them and participated in the act, that would be a sin. I agree. One hundred percent. I I would stand to say that I, I could be wrong about that, um, about the about the complicity part. However, I I would also stand to say again, my my position would be, from a biblical standpoint, that would be complicity in sin and would be sin in and of itself. If if I am compliant in my child's misbehavior, that's as a father, that's that's my fault too. Um, if I have a friend who is engaged in a sin and I am complicit in that in some way, or I'm endorsing that in some way, that's on me too. That's a sin as well. Now, God be praised. Um, he is gracious and has died and bled for all sin. <laughs> um, and that, and while, while God may say, hey, look, you know, when you did this, you were complying with this sin. You were encouraging this sin. Um, and that was a sin in and of itself. Um, you know, th- that may be the case. But again, so I, again, I could say, look, you know, maybe I'm wrong about this biblically, and 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 
the line we draw where we say, okay, where is it that we step across that line and we are complicit in sin? I think being complicit in sin is, is a sin. If I have a friend who is an addict and I, and I supply them with drugs, that's a sin. If I have a child who is an addict and they insist on doing uh, being an addict while living in my house, I'm being complicit in that sin. Carnal belief that the world believes, and I, I'm not saying it's wrong, but it's not a biblical belief. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's wrong. I agree. The only way somebody hits rock bottom is if you stop breaking their freaking fall. I, I, I understand. Believe me, I'm a rehab counselor by trade. So I, I, I understand that, but that's not a biblical teaching. That's a carnal teaching. I'm not so sure. I, I, I don't, that's, again, I could be wrong about this, um, but I, th- I think we have examples where, you know, where people who are related to other people, you know, the, the leadership in, in Israel, uh, you know, it's, it allows sin to go on um, and, and doesn't check it, doesn't, doesn't do their job. And as a, as a friend or a relative of somebody who is engaging in sin, if I'm complicit in that, then I'm enabling, enabling them, I can't say that word tonight, in their sin. And, uh, and that, I, I, I am convinced from Scripture that that, that is, that's a sin as well. So I could be wrong about that, and you could be right. Um, however, I'm not going to fault a man um, who, who would have that, that state of conscience, you know, take the again. I think the baker in, in Colorado handled the situation a, as about as well as anybody can handle it. How people handle this is one thing. The principle of the thing is that I, I don't think we can fault a guy for ha- for being in that state of conscience to say, you know, I'm worried about being complicit in a sin, and I'm worried about if if my complicity in that sin a is a sin. So, and again, if I'm if I'm a baker. And somebody comes to me and says, I want you to bake a cake for my same-sex wedding. Yes, I'm going to take the opportunity for the gospel. I'm going to try to explain to them as gently as I possibly can why I can't participate in that. Um, and I'm going to use it as an opportunity uh, for the gospel. And the attitude of my heart hopefully will be, I'm not just trying to protect myself against sinning. You know, I'm just like, oh, I'm, you know, icky, icky, keep the sin off of me. That's not the point. The point is, is that what they're getting ready to engage in is not going to be good for them. And I don't want to encourage that because, hey, I, I you know, yeah, I, th- I think I, th- I think people are perfectly, you know, if, if that's their state of conscience, which it would be mine, um, I think we can we can say, you know, that's OK. If it, it... I think that that if first of all, I, I think that. If you're a baker and, uh, and a same-sex couple asks to make a regular cake for their wedding uh, and you feel personal conviction, uh, I would find another church because clearly you're not being taught correctly. That's number one. Uh, number two, if you're that righteous, quit. Quit. Don't break the law, which, which violates Romans. Quit. That's a righteous stand. A righteous stand says, you know what? I'm so traumatized spiritually by this that I'm just going to have to stop making wedding cakes because in order I want, I want to hear to the law because it's a good Christian. The Bible tells me I'm supposed to, according to Romans. Right? So how do you get around that? How do you get around the fact? So you believe that he's morally righteous 
for taking a stand that violates the law and puts him in, a, in disobedience to Romans. Uh, well, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't think that Saint Paul would say he's in disobedience to Romans. I think that Saint Paul also teaches that we're to be obedient to God before men. And so, if if the if the, the answer. So then, then what you're saying is is that we can just make it up as we go along. Whatever law we think we think doesn't really abide by God's law, we can say we don't have to. Uh, we don't have to abide by it. It's, it reminds me of the cartoon of the woman who's pulled over by the. By the by, the cop, and she she looks at him and goes, "Oh well, you don't understand. I'm under grace." Yeah, well, no, I don't think that that would be the argument I'd make at all. Um, I, I again, if if my study of Holy Scripture brings me the, to the conclusion that baking a, a cake for a gay wedding is in fact a sin, then um, then I am obligated. To obey what I understand to be God's law before I obey man's law. Is that is that really the, the main thing? Is that you see the problem that uh, you know the disconnect that we're having here is the notion that baking a cake is a sin because that's absurd. It's not a sin. No, no. What? No, the sin is the complicit. Complicit. There's nothing in the Bible about it. It's just you that you the the, the baker in Oregon or Colorado has been taught so poorly by the church that he believes that if he bakes a cake, he is now sitting with the couple. Well, I, I don't, I don't, yeah, that would be ridiculous if he thought, if he thought baking the cake was the sin. What the sin is, is complicity in that. And what the, what the real sin in, in my estimation would be is to say that, hey, you know, I know I believe this, you believe that, it's fine. I'm I'm going to I'm going to participate in making you feel okay about you engaging in this sin. It's the principle of the thing. It's the principle. And I hope now that you feel like I'm I'm somehow you know uh, uh, you know giving credence to all of your life because I'm baking a cake. That's that I just I... well you know again and uh, you know I, I I bring it back to um, in this situation. Uh, the motive should be one of love. Um, is is the most loving thing I can do in this situation is to bake the cake for the people, or to say that um, let me take this opportunity to share with you a value that I have um, from my faith that I think if you ignore and choose not to live by, that your that your life won't go well for you. Um, that's the concern. And that that's what I heard this Colorado baker talk about a lot is that, hey, he, he loved these people and he didn't want to appear as if he was endorsing the lifestyle they were getting ready to engage in the rest of their lives. Um, I, that's That should be the motive. And by the way, you can do all that and also make the cake, right? So let's be fair. You, you, can, you can present the gospel and you can preach love of Christ and still get the name make the cake. It's not about, you know, you're, you're attaching it to one as if you can't attach it to the other. But let's go back to the Colorado Baker. Do you think that that, you think that that couple, based upon the lawsuit that went to the Supreme Court, is further away from Christ today or closer? Um, they're just as far away as they were when the whole thing began. Because he pushed them away. I'm sorry, but that's what you do. 
is, 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 there's, there's, again, if there's no love in your Jesus, if your Jesus is covered in barbed wire, and it's like, I can't do anything that, you know, and, and I might add, <clears throat> the Bible, the Bible verses about uh, the do's and don'ts are, again, about how we're supposed to live our lives, not how we're supposed to force people to live theirs. That's what's wrong with most of modern Christianity today. And that was the comparison to the Crusades, which granted is a bit of a stretch. But uh, I, I mean, I, I mean, ultimately, the Crusades were essentially the enforced indoctrination of Christianity. And that's what most of the NAR and people who believe in dominionism would prefer. They would simply prefer that everybody in the world followed the rules of, of, the, of, of the, the Bible, which, by the way, is ridiculous because they don't follow them themselves. Well, um, I don't think that's that's what a person, especially like this Colorado cake baker, would be after. That's not what I would be after. I'm not looking for the world to follow my rules. That's that's not the point. The point is, is that I have to remain true to the commands of Holy Scripture as best I can. I know I don't always, I'm obviously um, don't live up to that 100% of the time, but, but I am encouraged to uh, pursue holiness um, in my living. Which means that if, if, if in my study of Holy Scripture, um, I come to a place where, as a Christian cake baker, um, that it would, it would violate my conscience. If I thought that was a sin, then I, 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 don't, I, I wouldn't be very quick to, at least in my case, attribute that to poor teaching. Um, I, I think I've been fairly well catechized and taught, and that's the conclusion I would come to. Um, so that's secondary. Primary is is for me to say, it's for me to have that opportunity to say to somebody, um, look, um, I think this is bad for you, and I, I don't want you to do this. And even though we don't expect people to live by our standards, um, if people, the, the degree to which people deviate from the commands of Holy Scripture is the degree to which their lives are going to be miserable. Um and that's you know we don't want to encourage that living living trying to live striving to live according to the commands of scripture is going to make your life better there's there's blessings in that right and so um even from somebody who's not a believer if they follow god's law um even though they are not christian um things are going to go well for for them they're going to live long in the land etc cetera, etc cetera. um and so that's the primary motive is to say okay I know you don't hold my my set of values, but this is a place where you ought to consider it uh, because because I believe this is not going to be healthy for you and and, and your partner here. Um, you know, and explain that as as delicate as delicately as a person can. And I think the Colorado cake baker probably did that, and they still took him to court. Um, you know, uh, so so the two things, and then secondary to that is. If in your study of Holy Scripture you find that this activity um, is complicity in sin, um, and therefore is a sin in and of itself, no, 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 that, no, 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 no let's, let's, let's not be confused. He was asked to bake a cake. That's what he's asked to do. It doesn't matter what it's, it doesn't it doesn't matter what it's to celebrate. He's a baker who's asked to bake a cake. What if he's asked to bake a What if he's asked to, What if he's asked to bake a cake that celebrated um, that that was for for a Nazi uh, rally? And he was asked to put a swastika on a cake or something. Or just make a cake, not even the swastika. I'm relatively sure that Nazism is not a protected class in Oregon. Um, 
Right, but that's that's not the issue. The man's law, right? A God's law above man's law. Um, you get to you know you decide on a biblical basis what what are violations of God's law, uh, where man's law has come in and violated God's law. And I think this is one of the places where it has. The bottom line is, if if the law offends you that greatly, either work to change the law or get out of the business. Those are the righteous uh, stances. Not not thumbing your nose at the sinners and pushing them further away from Christ. Right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say thumb the nose. I don't think that's a proper attitude. Um, but but again, you extrapolate that towards something like the church. Um, you know, and if and if the government comes in and says your church, we expect you to do. If you're going to exist as a church, we expect you to do weddings for all couples. Um, and if you don't do that, get out of the business. I already had the answers for that. I, I, I don't, uh, uh, again, if, if you're not in the, <clears throat> if you're not doing the secular side of weddings, the state has no power to say anything to you. We go back to this apocalyptic notion where you apparently think the Constitution is going to be completely eradicated. If that's the case, performing a wedding is the least of our problems if, uh, if, if that's where we're at at that point. Right, but the, but the, but the but the principle of, of that notion of ha- of owning your owning a private business and not being coerced by the government to run that business against your conscience or shut down, I, I think it's going to be in this. It, it would be in this in the same category. Um, it's uh, so you have a private business that um, you should be able to run as you see fit without without government coercion. I mean that's already a violation of the Constitution in my in my opinion. It's a violation of, of religious liberty. Um, so as, as a Christian business owner, um, for, for you to participate in certain activities that is, are germane to your business, um, you find a, you have a conscientious objection to based on, on your religious faith, then I think that's a violation of the Constitution. So Oregon's law is, is a, in my opinion, a violation of the Constitution. Now, we'll, we'll see what the Supreme Court ends up saying about it, um, but... You know, um, you know, if you want, if you want me to be honest with you, I think some of the Civil Rights Act is are violations of the Constitution. Um, you know, when when the Civil Rights Act came about, they attacked the wrong people. Who they should have attacked was was the government. There should I, honestly should have been another amendment saying, uh, no government shall make a law requiring businesses to discriminate. Um, that's really what Jim Crow was was a law that required businesses to discriminate. Now that should be that's unconstitutional, um, for the government to come in and and coerce a business uh, to to do business how the government sees fit. Now that's again you talk about the the carnal area. That's the carnal area. But I think on b- biblical principles, I can very much see <laughs> um, how somebody would would you know I I would yeah I I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it in the place you're putting it in, and I and I understand the bad examples, but I think the principle of the thing still stands. I don't know because they've been taught so badly and so poorly that the only thing that matters in this country and in the church is abortion and gay rights. That's the only thing that matters to them. It's their idol. I'm sorry. The elimination the elimination of abortion is the biggest idol in the church today. It really is, and the reality is, is that the people that they support are the very people that gave us the law. Seven to two, a Republican Supreme Court gave us that law. In 2000, a Republican court 
upheld that law. And you watch. I don't care if it's Gorsuch or Kavanaugh or whoever. If it if the Supremes ever take it up again, they will hold it up again. If we spent more time saving the woman, she'll save the child. But instead, we want to force our beliefs on people and have them basically never come to salvation at all. Okay. See, I guess I guess also if you if you go by the premise that the only people who are saved are chosen, then I guess I understand why you you, you might want to take take a different tack. You know, I believe though that if 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 people are turned off by Christianity and by Christians, we talked about this earlier also, it's, it makes it less likely that they would be receptive to the gospel message. Right. Well, and that's well, that's that's interesting that you, that you bring in that point of that point of theology, um, because that that's where I have trouble. You know, getting my ducks in a row on it is okay. Where where do we draw that line where we say okay? Um, we don't want to make Christianity unnecessarily unattractive to people because that will that will preclude them from coming to faith. Um, you know, do do you make that distinction on throwing out the Old Testament like Andy Stanley does? Uh, do you make that, or do you make that dis- right? Um, or do you make that distinction somewhere somewhere where where we say, okay, how we handle the abortion issue is distasteful? I, I think that we can stand up for life. I, I believe that we could say that we are pro-life in our own lives uh, and explain why, why we believe uh, the, the Bible says to always give an answer for why you hope uh, and, 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 and try to explain why we believe life is, why life begins at conception as opposed to um, uh, at birth. But I think instead, you know, I think what we have to get away from is the absurd uh, lies that are told on, uh, by Christians uh, I, 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 every day, like on Facebook, I see it's like uh, you know uh, um, they, they recently uh, uh, voted uh, uh, down a law uh, about um, uh, about reviving a child if he uh, survived an abortion. I'm sure you I'm sure you saw the news. And what people, what everybody doesn't understand is that that law already exists. It was passed in 2002 under the Bush administration. So the only reason why they were passing it this time is they wanted to attach criminal penalties to the doctors. So the Democrats said, no. And instead, what, what you got is you get, oh, they're the party of infanticide. No, they're, I mean, granted they are because they, they're on the pro-choice side, but you're, you're, you're making an argument using lies. It's kind of like when, and, and, and brother, politically, I don't, I don't care about either party because neither party cares about the cause of Christ. But only one party pretends to, and 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 so uh, you know if, if Hillary Clinton ran around in 2016 talking about Jesus, I would have written a lot about it. But she didn't. The other guy did, and uh, and you know, you know, let's be fair. He's the least Christian president in the history of our country. So, uh, <laughs> uh, and all I and all I ask, all I ask for, for Christians is to not lie, to so don't destroy your witness for Christ. Don't post memes that say Hillary Clinton's running a child pornography ring out of a pizzeria in Washington. All right, so there you have that. That was uh, that that really went a direction I didn't think think I didn't ha- have any idea it was going to go, but it was really really good. I uh, really enjoyed having Anthony on, and I give thanks to him. 
Uh, please do go check out our new website at stilllaymanstermsradio.org. I'm going to send you that splash page. Splash page. Please consider giving you know that one-time donation if you if you're going to listen to listen to or download the podcast from our website. Give that donation. Uh, check us out on the Messed Up Church dot uh, com. And thank you all of you who are listening in Nebraska on KNNA the Cross. We'll see you next week. Give me